Recently, a property formerly owned by the family of outlaw Clyde Barrow was demolished. The plan to tear it down began in 2020, and when it was done, the Barrow filling station in West Dallas was reduced to rubble and the remains were taken to the landfill. You're listening to The Cobbcast. I'm Cobb, and this is The Cast. Let me give you some background. Barrow's father, Henry, moved his house from Muncie Avenue to a property on what was then called Eagle Ford Road. The street is now called Singleton Boulevard. He'd later add more to the building, turning part of it into a gas service station. Clyde Barrow lived in the house when it was still on Muncie Avenue. While he traveled state to state on a crime spree with Bonnie Parker, Clyde Barrow's family was running the filling station, according to Oak Cliff Advocate. The location seemed to become a target for some after Parker and Clyde Barrow were killed in 1934. In 1938, there was a fire at the business, which the Barrow family suspected was an attack. Just a few months later, a member of the Barrow family was shot by West Dallas gunrunner Baldy Watley, a former member of the Barrow gang. The month after the shooting, the station was firebombed twice. None of this, including the 13 murders Bonnie and Clyde were accused of, is history that should be celebrated, according to Brent Jackson, the current owner of the property. Jackson is the founder and president of the real estate development company Oaxaca Interests. He didn't respond to multiple requests for comment. But he did make his case for why the property should be demolished in front of the Landmark Commission in March 2020. Here's a little bit of what he said to the commission back then. Facts are still facts. I think we all uh, know, or at least we've been, uh, been able to read, that he did murder a number of uh, a number of first responders, uh, good upstanding citizens, possibly clinically allowing for a psychopathic diagnosis. The guy murdered multiple, multiple, multiple people. Um, any notion of him being a Robin Hood? Well, the fact is that he came back and paid hush money. <laughs> I'm not sure that's Robin Hood status. However, some West Dallas residents argued to the Landmark Commission at the time that the building should be protected with a landmark designation. Here's what one West Dallas native named Elsa Kadena told the commission in 2020. But, um, this is part of our history, and I want you to know that I grew up in West Dallas, and I have known that Bonnie and Clyde are world known. Many movies have been made about them, and many books have been written on this young couple. And then we ask ourselves, why doesn't West Dallas have more historical monuments? Well, this is because uh, West Dallas was where the poorest of the poor lived. They, these were the forgotten ones, the disadvantaged ones, the immigrants, and yes, even the criminals. We lived in very poor conditions, and it is only recently that we find people coming into West Dallas trying to wipe out the little bit of history that we do have. Dallas City Council members are not allowed to be involved in the Landmark Commission's work. It's left up to their appointed commissioners and city staff. This is meant to ensure city council members aren't putting their thumbs on the scale against any developer, landowner, or community to make a landmark designation happen. 
Omar Narvaez, the city council member for this part of town, addressed the demolition the week it happened in a live video on Facebook. Unfortunately, this morning, that piece of West Dallas history has been destroyed. There is nothing that we can do now to bring it back. Narvaez then took aim at the developer, saying Brent Jackson uses a separate company named Willie Jackson v. LLC as an alias to purchase properties across West Dallas and South Dallas. Jackson is named as an agent and director of Willie Jackson, which shares the same mailing address as his other company, Oaxaca Interests. Narvaez said he was told to be careful with his words in case the city needed to pursue legal action. I have been told what I can and can't say in the event that any legal action has to be taken by the city. Trust me, there are very strong words that I would like to say instead. However, I will let you know that I am beyond disappointed regarding this travesty. And I have called upon the city attorney and the city manager to fully investigate this matter because this can no longer happen or occur in West Dallas or any other part of our great city. Debbie Solis, a community activist and lifelong West Dallas resident, also spoke to the Landmark Commission in support of the designation in 2020. After it was demolished in April this year, Solis told me for a story in the Dallas Observer that it didn't matter if the property had a negative historical context. To her, it should have still been protected. Well, I mean, history is history. I mean, you just this is our history that happened. I mean, we go, people go all over the world to see things of, of interest to them. You know, it's, I mean, and this is something that people had, I mean, across the street, we're always across the street. You always see people coming by to see where Bonnie and Clyde, where they lived, where the family had their gas station. This is not, I mean, we saw it. I saw people come all the time. I mean, this is, so it is just part of our history. I mean, I mean, when you look and see, I mean, it, it really reflects into how the terrible surroundings that, that there were, that they had at that time. And just, uh, you know, that he did wrong, but he also was, it is what it is, and it's our history. He grew up very poor and just uh, not having the resources he needed. To get a better understanding of the historical context here and what sites deserve protected status, I spoke with David Preziosi, the executive director of Preservation Dallas. This group is essentially in the business of preserving the city's history. We have different parts of our history, good, bad, and the ugly, and, you know, I think that uh, it's important that we be able to preserve different facets of that history so we can learn about what happened at that time, maybe learn about the bad things so we don't repeat them, but, I mean, it's part of our, it's part of our history, and it's part of the history of West Dallas, um, you know, good or bad. And that's what many of the people in that area of the city said when they um, gave testimony at the Landmark Commission. They said, you know, this is this is our history. We know it's not not the best history, but it's still part of the history and something that happened over here in this area of the city. 
and going back to that that argument about um you know well it has such a negative historical context maybe we shouldn't you know remember it in 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 that way um can you think of anything like uh, that's analogous to this. Are there any sites in Dallas that have that kind of designation that do have that kind of, uh, I guess, colored past? Yes. Um, well, I mean, probably the biggest example is Dealey Plaza <laughs> and the uh, and this uh, Texas School Book Depository and the um, you know assassination of President Kennedy uh, and how that. You know, is is not a great period of of our history, especially here in Dallas. But it's still important because that was, you know, part of national history. And after, um, you know, after the assassination, there were calls from a lot of people to demolish the um, Texas School Book Depository and basically try and erase the stain on Dallas um, from from that incident. And thankfully, there were people that. Um, you know, fought against that and wanted to preserve that part of our history in Dallas. And you now I can't imagine today not having the Texas School Book Depository there. I mean, that is such an important place in telling the story of the events that happened today, that day. I mean, you can stand on the sixth floor, you can look out at the windows, you can see directly into Dealey Plaza, you can understand what transpired with the motorcade and the shots that went off and that killed um, killed President Kennedy. So, you know, it's such a it's such a visceral impact when you're standing in that place and you can understand the events of that day. And if that wasn't there, then you wouldn't have that. Um, Preziosi and others felt similarly about the Clyde Barrow filling station, but it was still demolished in April. Paige Jones, a spokesperson for the city of Dallas said the demolition didn't violate city code because the pre-designation moratorium that protected the site from demolition for two years expired in early March. Jones said the designation process didn't progress because the owner didn't consent to the designation and because designations were suspended during the pandemic. Solis said she's not sure what will be built on the property now that it's been cleared. If she had to guess, though, she suspects it will be the site of new high-rises in the future. You know, I think I think he wants to build, I would think high-rises. I really don't know what it is, but it's not going to be anything that, you know, that was there already, I'm pretty sure, because what's happening, there's all these big uh, story buildings coming all over that area. Our history is being destroyed. You know, we've been here for generations. Many families have been here for generations. And now people are coming in and just, they're just bulldozing our, our, our past. Although the barrel filling station is gone, there are efforts to preserve other properties tied to the infamous Bonnie and Clyde. You can read more about that in a story by D Magazine's Bethany Erickson, titled Confusion Paved Path for Barrow Service Station Demolition. This episode featured songs by several artists besides myself. The intro tune is by me, but after that, you heard Rainbow Bomb by Monroe Music Center, as well as Mancado and Slow Heat by Kevin MacLeod. So, thanks to them for uploading their stuff to Free Music Archive, and thanks to everyone who spoke to me for this episode. 
I'm Jacob Bond, a journalist based out of North Texas. Some people call me Cobb, and this is the Cobbcast. Thanks for listening.